to Taskmaster the People's Podcast. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Luli. How are you? Very well. I'm in the end of a farm, shopping to the beach. I've had a lovely time. What week is it? Two, three? Well, we're probably about halfway through. And you're doing good? I'm having a lovely time. I did. I went for a jog the other day. No, no big deal. And I <laughs> fell over. Um, apropos of nothing, I just sort of fell over. But then I turned an embarrassing moment into a really cool moment because I did a tuck and roll and this couple were watching me and this woman and then the couple were like, wow, you do... I mean, I think they knew who I was. <laughs> they were like, wow, you do your own stunts. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do my own stunts. <laughs> That's so cool. It wasn't cool to start with and I wasn't looking at my hands like a kid thinking, ow. <laughs> I hurt myself. And everyone was like, yeah, that was tragic, but also brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that what you want people to say coming out of your show as well? Yeah, yeah, that's tragic, that's, but brilliant. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, how are you? I'm good. I did fall over once in the middle of the street, and it was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to the me. The trick is, have a good old laugh at yourself. If people I, fall over and don't laugh, like, what is going I, on there? So I tried, I fell over, and I went, I went straight down, and then I got up, and then there was a guy looking at me, and then there was an ambulance going past, and yeah. I went, oh, that'll be for me then. And he went, <laughs> what? And I said, never mind, and ran away oh, very quickly. I, I really think if someone's falling over in front of you and they make yeah. a joke, the least you can do is hold the space for that joke and giggle, chortle Thank away. You. Thank you. you. Know. And say, do you want me to call anyone? Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or oh, just giggle. <laughs> giggle. They're, they're, those are the options. So we've got a lovely episode coming up, oh. I think. It's an all-timer. It's an all-timer. It's an all-timer, Lou. No, it's not an old-timer. It's an all-timer. But then that becomes an old-timer. Yeah, it becomes an old-timer classic later on. Yeah. Because of the passage of time. What stats have you got coming up for us? We're talking how people do in room locations. So whether they do better in the study, whether they do better in the kitchen, whether they do better in the garden, all of that is coming up later. Stats and chats, that's what we're famous for. We'll be talking to Peter Hudson, the mayor or the ex-mayor of Chesham. He got fired. No, you're going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) He got fired for appearing on Taskmaster. This is Taskmaster royalty right here. This is huge. This is a big deal. This is a big day for me, really. I get to meet one of my heroes. Yeah, but also we've got Peter Hudson on. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, people will remember the mayor of Cheshire because it's gone down in telly history. But Huge. people had to impress the mayor of Cheshire. We're talking Joe Wilkinson with the Calippos. We're talking mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Ryan twerking. We're yeah. talking juggling from Richard Osman. We're talking about single-handedly one of the most embarrassing moments on TV ever with Doc Brown. I wasn't embarrassed by that. I was so embarrassed. I can't watch it. I genuinely can't watch it. Wow. Okay, and he's a cool guy. He is. I think that's why. I have an image of Doc Brown being this unstoppably cool person in my head. And it's like like seeing your dad betray you for the first time. Oh, wow. Welcome to my world. (laughs) That's how I feel about it, really. We've also got a reply from one of our very own Andes. I'm smiling as I'm thinking of them. One of the Andes. We're going to put our hands in the Andy drawer and pull out a corker. What's a quiet Andy's favourite drink? Shandies. Just made that up. (laughs) Any interest? Sure, yeah, I'll give you you £20 for that. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) But before any of that, Jackie Cam is like Jackie Chan. Um, But you can (laughs) tell us about the stats section. Statistics! I had another question from someone. Uh, that is which so is, you. It's so one. me. I get so asked you. so many things constantly yeah. by everyone. It's from Steve Lacey at Quiz Lacey. And he said, Jack, have you yet sliced your Taskmaster data by location? Who is the best in the lab? What about the caravan? Location? Is there anything we can learn about success in the garden? Um, <laughs> That's I, lovely. I, I like the phrase. Is there anything we can learn about success in the garden? You always, uh, Steve always, Lacey, always. I feel I that's know. the kind of thing Alan Titchmarsh would say yeah. to just random people that he finds. W- water and sunshine. That's all I need. <laughs> so um, it was an interesting question, and I've got the answers for who is the best in the lab, and I think you may be surprised by who the answer is because I I feel like the. How did you find the lab? First of all, there was a real sense of. Um, sterile occasion when you went in there you know it was um it so if it isn't my natural environment to flourish in 
this is what I was sort of thinking, and also that that it, it you know people often make a they sort of say oh it's uh, where a serial killer would go it's it's very yeah. very serial killer vibes that you get yeah from yeah you, you're very contained but you do sort of think there's only so much they can do in terms of like hiding things around you know like That's if you've true. Wa- if you've watched enough uh, Taskmaster and I have and I will yeah. <laughs> uh, I watch more I watch again. You know, it's like, is it in Alex's tea? Is it on the ceiling? Is it under the desk? It's easier to kind of find stuff, although I probably didn't find stuff, but now I think I'd do better. That's such an interesting point that I'd not thought about because the study is another place that obviously people go, you know, where they have quite a lot of tasks. And I've always sort of thought, oh, study seems easier or like less intimidating no. because the lab is creepy there's I'd never thought there's so much no, stuff in the study there's so much stuff in the study it's very like yeah needle in haystack whereas the lab it's like well what can they do so I quite like it but it's not my natural fight but it it feels achievable well interestingly you did better in the lab based tasks than you did in the special location based tasks. that makes sense because if I am made to do an escape room I'll be on all fours hunting for a key <laughs> like a little well, dog so so if there's less stuff in the room you're right then you can you you can focus yeah. a bit better you're like okay whereas if it's a study you'll be distracted yeah. by everything that's going Mm-mm. on that's interesting well do you want to guess who is the best at lab based tasks and therefore who is a serial killer uh i don't think they correlate um <laughs> you don't okay no no Ooh. i'll give you i'll give you a hint it's richard osman or no oh that's a good one. richard osman um, or chris ramsey chris ramsey is number two Wow, that is so. Again, that's an interesting, interesting. You're able to get that because I, I sort of forgot that Chris is very good at lab-based tasks, but he, he was, he was terrifyingly good. Mm. Again, it's that focus, isn't it? Mm. I think that's the thing. Um, well, number one though, it's the bearded lady, lady herself, <gasps> Lisa Tarbuck. Lisa Tarbuck. Oh, good on her. Four point five zero. Wow. Uh, points per task in the lab. She was brilliant in the lab. She was the very best. But number three was someone in your series. So you were you were in the in series eight, you were the second best in the lab. That doesn't say much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's I mean that is clutching at straws. Oh, um, I don't know. You oh, won but, the show, Lou. You're okay. Was it oh golly, who was it? It can't have been Paul Sinner, can it? No. No, Paul no. Sinner was the worst. He was yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. He's just such a methodical guy. I yeah. just got confused, but I knew he did so badly at stuff. I mean in context of that, he was very funny. Um, okay, was it... Oh, it was Ian Sterling, was it? No, it wasn't. Ian Sterling, again, not great. He was. He only got 2.67. Now, was it Joseph Thomas, Joe Thomas? It was. Was it him? 4.17. Yeah. Right. He is terrifyingly good. Wow. And and I'll go through the rest of the top 10. John Ritz- Richardson, which again... Yes, you can see that. You, you can, can definitely... That. As soon as you say John Richardson works in a lab... Yeah, it makes sense, and also works with like synthetic tarpaulin. You can yeah, definitely yeah, see yeah. it, of course. Um, Romesh, uh, four point zero. Now that does surprise me. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't because he, he, in a way, I sort of was like, oh, Romesh, should he be up there? But actually, he did that whole thing with the watermelon, and that's oh, yeah. disgusting, and that had to be in the lab. Um, Alan Davies, very good in the lab. Okay, I can um, believe it. Noel Fielding, Joe Lyser, Lolly Adafope, and Asim Chowdhury. Which again, I'm uh, slightly surprised that Asim's so good in that. Mm. Asim, very good in the uh, special locations and also very good in the lab. Uh, but who's the best in the garden? I'm sure that's a question that's been on your... Who's uh, the best in the garden? Sounds like a jingle. Yeah, who's enlighten me, please. In I'm on the edge of my, my bed here. Edge of the bed. Excitingly, it is... Sorry, erotically. Sorry, erotically. Sorry, exotically. Uh, erotically, exotically, fascinatingly, <laughs> thought-provokingly, yeah. it is Sophie Juker, 4.5. So again, I can see that. Sophie, very good in the garden. Then Ed Gamble, weirdly. Really? Because he was terrible in Champion to Champions in the garden. I don't exactly. Know taking that into consideration. I haven't taken that into consideration, Fine. but it's nice to remember how badly he did in that. Yeah. So let's just think about that for a second again. Very good. Um, I reckon again, it, you know, a lot of these things are based on exactly what kind of task you get. Yeah, he did the water feature in the garden. He was very good at that. The mm. one where he made Alex into a mermaid with oh, a yeah. with a single breast spurting out water. Oh yeah, lovely. So that's pretty good. Rob Beckett also very good in the garden, as was Frank Skinner and Catherine Ryan. Yeah, well, good luck to them all. Hats off, hats off to them. Hats off. Uh, would I have said these people are like the gardeners? I don't know, actually. 
Would I if you if you told me if you asked none me of who, them are, none of them are screaming Mother Nature are they? Yeah, <laughs> who who would you say from the show is the most Mother Nature apart from you? Oh, oh, golly, gosh! Oh, we didn't didn't say where you were. You're pretty. You're you're twenty sixth. Oh God, right in the middle again. In I know. I'm so sorry. I keep saying this. Sally Phillips, Kerry Godleman. You know, they're they're Mother Naturey. That's interesting. Sally Phillips is below you. In fact, just below you on three point one four. Kerry Godleman, quite far down on the garden. Two point nine one. Didn't like the garden for some reason. Right. Well, you know, you just can't tell, can you? Mother you Nature. I'm also, Charlotte Ritchie, you know, is Charlotte Ritchie Mother Nature? I'm going for women here, but... This is good. Charlotte Ritchie is not Mother Nature. She's actually one of the worst people in the garden. She oh, got, dear. Mm, 1.78. So actually, the, the bottom five in the garden, Joe Wilkinson, which would have been, of course, he he nearly got the potato and a hole-in-one task. So if he'd done that, he'd have been much higher up. Lolly Anafope, Paul Sinha, Phil Wang and Charlotte Ritchie are all in the garden not having a good time. Do you want to know who's the best in the studio? That's the final thing I've got. I would love nothing more. And I feel we've touched on this, but we haven't. We have sort of, but we haven't as in like who's the best at live tasks. So it's people who are best at live tasks and bringing in things from home really i want to know that and i want to know the person with the highest amount of stds right Uh, i hope i don't think it's one of the same it's Catherine ryan is the best in the studio i i can't imagine she's ever had an sdi that girl um i i wouldn't i wouldn't begin to even broach (laughs) that conversation she's the best at studio task doesn't surprise me yeah i think that's because she had that whole rabbit thing the um she's a wonderful woman on this and i think and she works really well with an audience whereas the worst people in the studio rasheen Connerty. oh that's mean but she's great she is great and hugh dennis is not far it's victoria Cora mitchell hugh dennis joe thomas didn't do very well in the studio bless his little cottons but you did you did very well you got 3.0 in the studio i wonder if there's a correlation to how much you thrive on kind of stress in the you know it must i be think that. there must be i think i think in your ones you were definitely because you won quite a lot of the the live ones I Ooh. think you're you're up against like Sean and Joe, who they don't do as much live comedy. I don't think. I think if you're a live you, comedian, that must yeah, although well, Roisin does a lot, she's very funny That's in true. the moment. But then I think she was always marked down, and also it was the first series. She was always marked down by Greg because yeah. Greg found it funny. Do you want some more behind the scenes stuff? Give me some more behind the scenes stuff. I don't know how interesting this is, but when I did the pan hoop, uh, do you remember when I got the pan into the hoop? And it was one of the greatest moments ever. It was quite a feat. But before that, uh-huh. I took a step back, I calmed my body, and I actually prayed to the angels. Now, you might say the angels have got better stuff to be getting on with. Absolutely not. I just had the intention. I was like, I need to get that pan in that hoop. Please, angels, make it so. And then it went on its own little journey, and I didn't yeah. think it was going in, and then it did go in. And That's I thought, so thank good. you, angels. Such a great moment. I, I genuinely think that's really interesting. The fact that it actually meant quite a lot is really sweet and also completely understandable. Because it was a really cool bit. It's a huge moment. Tragic. Angels, please. We're no! busy trying to sort out Sudan. Um, <laughs> can I guess who's best in study? Yeah, go on. Guess who's best in study? Morgana. Oh, that's interesting. Morgana, no. Morgana's actually quite low down in the, in the study. So the person who is who is the best in the study is weirdly Joe Lysett. Joe Lysett's okay. really good in the study. Okay. He, I guess he's not distracted by all the things going on, all the different bits and pieces here and there. Swat. I know. He's like, oh, I don't I don't care there's a big picture of Greg. I'm here for the task mm. and the task alone, baby. Um, Lou, you in the study, you were actually, you were right, actually. You are not, in your series, you are not the best in the study. She was, in, you were in fact the worst out of everyone, which is... <laughs> sometimes you're not the best and sometimes that means you're the worst worst. but it's weird because you won your series Mm. but you were the worst in the study out of all the people in the study isn't that mad yeah if i put myself back in that study i don't know what i'm doing there's too much going on that's crazy if i put myself in the lab i'm like i can work with this you can do that the worst person in the study of all time and this is weird i would never have got this actually is josh widdicombe really yeah 
For some reason, he's not good in the study at all. That, I think, is a small sample because okay. there are only three study tasks in series one and it kind of goes <laughs> up as it goes on. I thought it, when you said it was a small study sample, you just thought, well, I won't do everyone that's been in Taskmaster. I'll just pick 10. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> like, pick 10. I'll just pick Josh that. and I'll pick, uh, I'll pick Lou, see which one's higher. Um, no, so in their series, apparently, I think because the study, they put more and more stuff in there. So they decide mm. to make the study more of a focus point of the whole show. Uh, whereas in the first few series, they're like, ah, screw it. Put them in the hallway, put them here, put them anywhere yeah. else. Well, Jack, that was, as ever, a delightful romp through the numbers. And we thank you. It's a very confusing thing to try and work out whether you're going to be better in different rooms. It's kind of like Taskmaster Feng Shui when you think about it. Yeah. Jack, what yep. we can take from this is get out more into the garden, get out more into the lab, but do not ever go into the study. Never go into the study. If you've got some questions that you think are handy, it's time for Ask the Andes. It's time for us to delve into Mm. Andy's mind. And this week, it's Andy Vitamin D. (laughs) <laughs> this question is from Victoria from Germany via email. The one aspect of the show that got me hooked straight away and which I continue to love is the slightly disconcerting aesthetic. The camera angles, different camera lenses and inventive shots and of course the horn section music. Were there any other interesting ideas floating around at the time? Good question. Probably stating the obvious but I think it, a huge part of any show is how it looks and so how it looks and sounds should reflect what the show is. So the mood and Taskmaster and how it's shot is really important. And uh, one of the key things for me is Taskmaster House is a character in the show itself. And so it's our job to display that character sort of as it should be shown. And, and so when they walk through the door and open the task, they have no idea what they're about to do. And whilst we work hard to make them feel really happy and welcome, it's a bonkers world. And so it's sort of massively dystopian and disconcerting. So we want that to be reflected in how it looks and sounds. I mean, basically, we have a, a brilliant team that enjoy the challenge of trying to push the visual style wherever possible and to make it feel alive. And and hopefully that means it's constantly evolving. The, the camera team indulges having to always try and sort of do something more, something extra with how things are made. And the edit enjoys when we overshoot trying to do something different to create the look of this kind of world, really. We, we don't want it to be predictable. We want it to be a consistent look, but we want it to be different and unpredictable at all times, really. I mean, that's where the music is a massive part of it. Dream Masters writes absolutely nuts stuff. He's constantly innovating and massively creative. He always adds, adds a layer to what's going on. When we ask him for something, he sort of does it and then some, really. He's very sort of tolerant when we ask him for vague requests and always manages to surprise and impress with the sort of beauty of what he creates, really. So... I mean, that's the look of the show. That's how the show is made. It's a group of people sort of layering madness on to make it what it is. That was lovely from Andy. Isn't he the best apart from the other Andy? I I was going to say he's my favourite Andy. Don't tell the other Andy. No, I like both the Andy. I couldn't decide. (laughs) If you, Harold, had gone to my head and said, favourite Andy, I'd say shoot me now. I can't decide. (laughs) I would. Please don't do it anyway, though. And if you have a question to ask the Andes, you should ask the Andes. You should. Yes. You should just do Follow it. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Send them in to fans at taskmaster.tv. Be true to yourself. So, you remember uh, a little while ago, we mm. said people could win an outfit of their choice, the outfit that they would wear on Taskmaster. If it was Love to it. the tune of £50, Ian Sterling would buy them that outfit because he Lovely. dicked me over in my sumo <laughs> outfit. With a sumo outfit. The worst way to be dicked over, I would say. Yeah, it's hard. It's really tough. It's tough. But we, at least we've, 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 we've turned that trauma into something good. I ever went on Taskmaster, my outfit of choice would be an apron that had a big pocket on the front, because once I'd finished reading the task, I'd be able to put the task in the pocket and I'd be able to find it easily and refer back to it if I needed to read the task again, instead of wasting time trying to find the task wherever I'd put it. Marcus, I'm betting that he works in insurance. (laughs) 
It's very practical. I mean, is it just an apron? What else are you wearing? That's what worries me slightly because, you know, Marcus, you can't just wear an apron. On the back, you're about to be out. Yeah. Marcus, there's a censored version of the show that has Mm -hmm. to go out. You can't have a fifth of the show missing because your bare ass is on display. It's not family entertainment, Marcus. It's quite practical. Hey, Lou, and of course, Jack. So what I'd go for as an out-of-shape mid-30s man and throwback to my childhood, a full Britney Spears Hit Me Baby One More Time costume because you can definitely see me dancing on one of those active tasks in a little grey skirt. Just think it'd definitely be one of the things you'd remember from the opening sequence. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. You know, Britney is as Britney does, as we all say. Hi, Lou and Jack. I'm Neil from the Philippines. If I were to be on the show, I would wear a ninja outfit because I think it would look cool. And also, I can move around it well. I can be flexible. I hope you choose me. Yay. That's quite good. I mean, practically thinking about the movement, you know, I like that. I like the visuals. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. Are we glamorizing violence, etc.? Exactly. Yeah, I constantly worry about that. Yeah. My entire life, I worry that whether I'm glamorizing violence. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> of my and, cool. And you are. <laughs> Hello, you lovely people. My name's Craig, by the way. If I were on Taskmaster, I would wear one of those men's Victorian striped bathing suits that they always wore to the beach. But then I'd also wear it with some rubber duck armbands and potentially one of those inflatable rings, maybe with a flamingo on that one, like a flamingo head. But not one of the huge ones, one of the ones that just sits on your hips. And maybe some flippers, but that would probably push it too far. Now, this is a strong contender for me. I like it a lot. He's thinking practically. The visual is just right there, isn't it? You know, the you got the flamingo on the on the hips. You got the mm-hmm. armbands. You got the the Victorian vibe. It's, it's Victorian day at the beach meets uh, the modern world of armbands. You yeah, know? And love yeah, it. yeah. I love it, and also crucially, it would come under budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is really important. So far, we've had an apron, and that's it. So. Yeah. My name is Maya, and I'm from California, and I know exactly what my outfit for Taskmaster would be. Now, the perfect Taskmaster outfit is a combination of stylish, unique, but also an emphasis on mobility. You cannot have your ability to compete in tasks impeded by simple glamour. I propose the perfect Taskmaster outfit would be an equestrian uniform. Red coat with the tails, cream jodhpurs, riding boots a helmet for safety, and a riding crop in case Alex Horn gets a bit too sassy with his all the information is on the task. Plus, it calls back to the iconic Series 1 task of paint a picture of a horse while riding on a horse. I think it's perfect. An equestrian outfit, which, you know, I'm an outdoorsy girl. Mm -hmm. I love. I think it's a solid outfit. It's a good choice for Maya. Um, But it's going to cost, isn't it? It's going to cost a good a good riding crop. Yes. That's got to be 50 pounds at least. You can probably get a sort of a fake version from Ann Summers, but you yeah, know, ours but ours you know, I good. I think Alex is going to know the difference. <laughs> and for this to work, it needs to be realistic. Hi, Lou and Jackie. It's Fiona and Preston. My first choice would be the Ghostbusters overalls. However, I'm not sure 50 quid would stretch to that. So my second choice would be to dress as the taskmaster himself. So black suit, black shirt, black lace-up shoes, outrageous socks. The idea for that is that Alex would be intimidated by me and I would get to boss him around. I like the idea of messing with Alex's head and dressing up like Greg, because mm. I think it would. I think it would really freak him out and I think it would, it would enamor you to Greg. And I think there's a lot of cool psychology you could do there. Very clever, very smart. For me though, Lou... It's it's the bathing suit. It's the bathing suit. It's, and the flippers are a funny visual, but I would not recommend because you can't run around in the flippers. It's true. So I, it's jelly shoes. You know what? Are we, are we calling it? Lou, are we calling it right now? We, that's the sort of power that we're yielding right now. We can make a man's dreams come true to the tune of £50 in a Victorian bathing suit. <laughs> so congratulations to Bloomin' Craig. Well done. 
Well done, Craig. Well done, Craig. You're going to be getting a Victorian bathing suit with some armbands coming towards you pretty soon. And you, Craig, you better wear that bathing suit for and the rest of your life. you send us some pickies because heaven knows that will look lovely on the socials. Well, the competition's over, but that doesn't mean you have to stop sending us lovely voice notes. Send us more voice notes about anything you fancy. You know what's not over? Connection. Exactly. My heart is priceless. And to get to my heart, you just leave a WhatsApp voice note and Jack's to 07810 That's four noughts in that. What a naughty little number. <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. So this week, we've got an interview with Peter Hudson. You've heard of the Hudson River. You've heard of Peter Hudson, the mm. former mayor of Chesham. He was in series two, of course, and you'll remember that the contestants had to impress him in any way possible. Lou, this is a real big deal for me. I'm very excited to meet Peter. This, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to meet all of our guests, mm. but this right here, we're meeting a purveyor of entertainment history, I would say. I would nod along to that. And you are nodding along. I'm nodding right now. <laughs> I'm descri- I'm nodding, but I'm also describing me nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I would love to listen to a clip of him. Would you want to hear Joe and Doc Brown's attempt? At uh, impressing the mayor? Yeah. I'll call you something. I am, um, 42, 42 Calippos. Lovely. <laughs> Eight pairs of strong lager. Fantastic. Is there any significance to the 42 Calippos? That's all they had. That's all they had. <laughs> so come on, Peter. Open your eyes and I'll open the door. Tell me you're mine evermore. Cheers. Thank you very much. Madam. Thank you very much. Till next time. <laughs> it makes me cringe every time hearing Doc. I it just, doesn't make me I, cringe. I still think he's... I think it was lovely. I, it, it's lovely, but it's also very hard to watch. Well, you think TV's easy, son? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, should we meet Peter? Let's do it. Come on in, Peter! Hello, Peter. Can I call you Peter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, having a good a good week. Uh, glad the temperature's going down a bit now, but yeah, yeah, really well. Not in here. The temperature oh. is hot because we are speaking <laughs> to Hatson. Um, <laughs> Taskmaster royalty. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of people braying at the bits to get hold of this. That's not a nice sentence, is it? Braying at the bits. <laughs> braying at the bits. We've got, you know, a real life mayor on the show, and I've used the phrase oh, braying at the bits. It's not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> when you go about your business, do people often sing, Anytime you need a calypso, here is what you must do? I do get a lot of that. Yeah. I get a lot of Calypso songs and a lot of Catherine Ryan's earworm yes. uh, songs as well. Still, it, it does seem to be the gift that keeps giving yeah. uh, that, that episode on Taskmaster. What are you doing now? So, uh, yeah, the mayor 
thing just so people know it was all it's all voluntary so it's mm-hmm. just uh, so being mayor of chesham like all the other town councillors at chesham i'm no longer a council not on the council anymore not mayor anymore uh, it is all voluntary so my day job i actually work in marketing for a, a higher education oh, <laughs> establishment yes. so the whole mayor thing was was voluntary we knew that from okay. Ryan for mm-hmm. course that you already did that yeah, and yes. why don't you want to volunteer? Was the necklace too heavy or do you just got busy? <laughs> the necklace was pretty heavy. Yeah. But no, I love being mayor. Um, I love being a councillor. I, I was doing it mainly for community reasons. Chesham is a really community-orientated place. I know a lot of places say that, but it, it really is. And the main driver for myself and all the councillors that I know are more to do the community stuff than anything uh, political. Uh, so I was a councillor for 10 years. Whoa. I did my term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could only be mayor for one year. So in Chesham, in Amersham, which is our near town, they, they elect two years. But in Chesham, it's just a one-year gig. You're only uh, mayor for one year. Um, so I only recently stood down from being a councillor. Still involved in the community, but just not as a not as a councillor anymore. Well, you've got- Are you sort of like backseat mayoring now? Because <laughs> I, I imagine you're like one of the most important mayors who's ever been in Cheshire, <laughs> arguably. One of the most recognisable yeah. for my sins, I think. But yeah, it is tempting to do a bit of backseat mayoring from time to time, but that just irritates my, my, my ex-colleagues. Well, I bet your successor wants to get involved. Well, they pretend they don't. They absolutely do. Of course they do. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be on Taskmasters? So we've had a lot of good mayors in Chesham. Uh, You know, particularly my mate, Mark Shaw, was a really good mayor, jumping out of aeroplanes and stuff. But I know he would love to be on Taskmasters. Yeah, I don't know how jumping out of aeroplanes is helping the community, but go on, Mark, every (laughs) month. So how did you get onto Taskmaster in the first place? I mean, the way it came about, I was just lucky that that, uh, Alex actually lives nearby to to Mm. Chesham. We bumped into each other at Chesham Football Club. So I was doing a mayoral thing. Uh, Chesham football team had got through to the second round of the FA Cup. So I was welcoming them back. And Alex was there and was talking to me about how good it would be to get the mayor of Chesham on Taskmaster. (laughs) I didn't really know what he was talking about at that stage. And he was saying something about they'd had an idea to um, run a, a session called Impress a Colonel. And right. so he was building on that thing. It would be much better to have Impress a Mayor than Impress a Colonel. I still didn't have a clue what he was talking about, but that's how yeah. it all started from Chesham Football Club. Gosh, uh, that's yeah. how it Imagine yeah. if, if Chesham hadn't got through to the second round of the FA Cup, you may not have met Alex. You may not have None been on Taskmaster and... Yeah, I went into it very blindly because I'd actually never seen Taskmaster when when this whole thing came about, so I had no idea what I was walking into. So what you <laughs> saw there was genuine deadpan kind of. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. What's well, going. You didn't. You weren't <laughs> reacting like uh, meanly. You sort of just you had a very nice smile on your face. It was great. <laughs> it was. It's it's a very charming reaction. You have a very good. Um, I think this is a compliment. A very good listening face. That's really nice. That was definitely my processing phase. So I was trying to work out what was going on. But like, I cringe more actually watching because I do occasionally watch it when they show a replay and it, it, I really just want the earth to open up. It is really <laughs> cringy. <laughs> just... Oh, I don't, I didn't cringe at all. But then I think I do so many embarrassing things that I sort of think, oh, that's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know at least one of my children, Zoe, was more excited by the fact that I was being interviewed by you than actually the subject matter. So you definitely got one fan there. Oh, thanks, Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) Did Zoe say anything about who she was interviewing you with? (laughs) <laughs> no absolutely nothing that's all right that's fine yeah. not a fan of numbers <laughs> it was done over a series of several days i actually felt quite sorry for the contestants Although another guilty admission, A, I'd not watched Taskmaster before. B, I didn't know who most of the contestants were, which is really bad. I sort of vaguely recognised some of them. Accused Catherine Ryan of being American, I think. And that's what you get for doing community work and not watching enough television. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I, I felt sorry for them. They were turning up, you know, at this location in Chesham, completely unaware of what they were doing. And... It struck me. I mean, I looked out of my comfort zone. They really looked out of their comfort zone when they came in. You know what they looked out of their comfort zone? They're not used to a bloody office. (laughs) 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 Work? (laughs) Did you chat to any of the contestants before they came on? 
I didn't see any of them beforehand. I did chat to some of them afterwards, and that's why I felt sorry for them. I mean, literally, they came in. I was I got to the the venue probably about. 10, 15 minutes before they did. And I was sat already on the big chair with the chain on when they walked in. So I had no idea who was walking in at that stage and they had no idea. Um, I did chat with them afterwards. They were all really nice. Um, The one that sticks in my mind is Catherine Ryan, who turned up, I don't know whether it was her driver or bodyguard, but it was probably one of the biggest people I'd ever seen in my life. I just mean physically, I wouldn't want to argue with with him around. Wow. Uh, That just sticks in my mind. They were all lovely. Um, mm. I just remember this guy in the corner looking wow. threatening. That's her son. Um, <laughs> was it her son? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> no, it wasn't it, wasn't it? Um, How much did you know what was going to happen in the day there? Absolutely nothing. All I was told is uh, come along to the council chamber. I wasn't even told what the task was going to be right until the last second uh, on the first, the, the, yeah, the first one that we recorded. I think I was told maybe five minutes before they walked in, I was just shown the task, um, which is why I look so worried. Um, <laughs> I just did have, had no idea how they were going to react. You're a real empath worried about other people. Um. <laughs> well, it was a mixture. I was, I was concerned for them. I didn't want to look like a complete twat myself (laughs) uh, which I did do on reflection because I hadn't had a haircut or anything and a lot of the jokes were around my hair Um, especially the live recording there was a seemed to be ridiculous amount of dialogue about my hair for some reason they've got to go with something yeah they can't make fun of you for community work they can't make fun of you for who you are as a person (laughs) they'll go for your hair yeah Yeah. every time I, I think I speak for the nation when I say you looked bloody gorgeous. That is for very kind of ah. <laughs> no, yeah, I knew really there was going to be a caveat. <laughs> no, no, no. So were you in the audience for that episode? I was, yeah. Ah. Got, yeah, there was a lot of abuse between uh, in ad breaks, which was quite funny. There was <laughs> At one point, I think it was Alex or Greg did a shout out to the audience and said, you know, we've got the mayor of Chesham here. Is there anyone in from Chesham? And you just had these two lonely voices up. Said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mayor from Chesham went, do you know the mayor? And they went, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't good. But it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the live recording was a lot of fun. And do you watch this? This is a dodgy question, but do you watch the show now? I do religiously watch the show. <gasps> oh, oh, brilliant. I well, can't believe it. I've never seen it before. So, yeah, I do watch the show regularly now. Um, Favourite ice lolly, if you will? I still got, I still got one of the clippos left. Uh, I've kept one in my freezer just as a memento for the the all the clippos that you poured out on the table. That's sacred now. That you could sell that mm. for for quite it's a lot. It's got to be worth money, sure. isn't it? I should get a signature on it. I think. How many clippos did you eat in the room? Mm, good question. Just the one. Oh. Uh, and the 15 quid that I took off him, I did not pocket. That went to the mayoral charity. Um, oh, Peter. Yeah. I know, I know. It looked like I was pocketing it. But no, only ate one clippo and just had a, a couple of swigs of the beer, or the extra strong lager, that was, which was also a surprise when that turned up. Have you had a pistachio eclair since the filming? I haven't. I've been looking out for pistachio-related stuff. I've been eating a lot of pistachio ice cream. Hence this uh, face made for radio. <laughs> but um, I haven't actually managed to find a pistachio eclair, though, which is a bit, uh, yeah. I'd I love think to, I'm love going, that I'm one. You do so much for the community. I'm going to try and find you a pistachio eclair. That'd be that, really can be my, that can be my sort of. <laughs> I, think, I think John Richardson should have gone out of his way to find you a pistachio eclair after that. Having well, I would have been you, more impressed if he had. Yeah, if yeah, he'd like exactly. a couple of days later said, you know what? I know I showed you a picture of pistachio eclair. Here is an actual pistachio eclair, so you can judge it. That would have well, been quite nice. Yeah. We've got a great local bakery in Chesham called Darville's. I'm sure they must be able to make them. They make everything mm. else. As soon as that episode were out, they must have been like, pistachio eclairs, quick. <laughs> and maybe we can make one that tastes of 24 calippos and uh, uh, some strong <laughs> lager. Oh, it was the b- most bizarre thing to see on someone's phone. Uh, why he had a picture on his phone of a pistachio eclair, I'm not sure. What, was there any point during that task or the whole thing where you were like, this might have been a mistake? Like, was there a bit, like, surely when Joe Wilkinson turns up with those calippos and the beer, <laughs> are you sort of I thinking, think, oh gosh, what have I done here? <laughs> I think I'd eased into it by that point. Right at the start, I was, yeah, thinking maybe this wasn't such a good idea and then was trying to work out 
unsuccessfully what people would do when they came in. I was trying to think, mm-hmm. what would you do? I thought there might be a lot of singing going on. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, uh, I didn't forecast the twerking or the strong lager. <laughs> Were you happy with Greg choosing Joe over Doc Brown and Catherine over Richard? Or would you have gone a different order? It was, it was a hard, it was a, it, I wouldn't have liked to make the choice, but yeah. But it's was, not easy being the taskmaster. Exactly. It's not. He's got to make these tough decisions. Uh, but I think, broadly speaking, he made he made the right choices. Yeah, yeah. Broadly speaking, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very non-committal kind of answer. <laughs> um, Calepos or strong lager? If you had to have one for every day for the rest of your life, every day for the rest of your life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I live with a teetotaler, so it's got to be the Calepos. That's very respectful. Yeah, but yeah, I, I try. <laughs> Can I ask a uh, maybe a dumb question? What the hell does a mayor actually do? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> really, it's a ceremonial role. Mm-hmm. You're there as the sort of lead person on the council for a year, and you just do tons of community stuff. You're there, you know, at schools, at uh, fates. You're doing a lot of fundraising. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of community-based. It you know, sounds boring. <laughs> not boring. It, pro- it could sound boring. The boring How part is you. dare you? Well, I, I'm selfish to my core. So it just, it you know, it feels like, yes, you've got the necklace. Yes, you might have a bit of bunting and some cakes. But, mm. you know, what's in it for me? Luke, can I say this this campaign to become the mayor of Broadstairs is not going well? Sorry, can I just flip that? Because what I actually mean by that is, well done you for getting involved in your community and committing. And the stuff you do... I'd love to be more involved in my community, in theory. <laughs> well, the main thing I found in Chesham is you get to know all of the stuff that goes on that you wouldn't know otherwise. Mm. There's so there's a ton of community. Who's activities. having an affair with who, yeah. etc. You do get to find that stuff Ooh, out as well. But there are got <laughs> <laughs> my Chesham morality right here. Here we go. <laughs> No, you honestly find out that there's so much good work that goes on under the surface that people never get any attention for. I do think it's important to get involved in the community. I'm going to do it when I'm sort of, you know, about 16. It's not not a lot else to do, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Do you miss being a mayor? Do I miss being a mayor? A little bit. I did really enjoy it. It was a bit stressful trying to work full time and be a mayor. But yeah, I would say I do. Yeah, miss it from time to time. Can, you, can yeah. you ever go back? It's not unknown for people to be mayor more than once in Chesham. So who knows in the future, maybe. Mm. I th- could you run on a campaign that says, I will get us back on Taskmaster if yeah. you vote for me? That's a bloody good idea, actually. <laughs> I think that, knowing Chesham, that probably would work. So I would definitely bear that one in mind. It's got to be um, better than dog fouling and litter, isn't it? Yeah. Well, dog fouling is a uh, cause very close to my heart. I actually, <laughs> so I, I said I did nothing for the community. I did download the app of where I live and I would take pictures of dog poop uh, with a description of where it was. And then the council come and clear it up. So oh, that's great. I'm doing nothing over here. Oh, that's really good. So you spend your time taking pictures of dog excrement. Yeah. Yes, I do. And yes, you were I doing that before the app? Or? Yeah, I was doing it before the app. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've all got to have a hobby, haven't we? So, uh, would you go back on the show? I would love to go back on the show. I would have got a secret desire to go back on as a contestant, but <gasps> you actually have to be known to go on as a contestant. So, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd love to go on the show as a contestant. You could go on as a New Year's treat. I would love that, that if it was possible. You and Rosalind so and some other people. You, Rosalind, spread the Swede. Fred the Swede. <laughs> There's a security guard in series ten, the guy who has to guess what's in the bo- in the uh, thing. There we go. This is four. We need one more, mm. and then we've got then we've got an entire show. Mm. Greg's mum. There we go. Greg's mum. It's an Easter special, it's and it, it writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Alex and get that get that sorted immediately. We'll get that moving yet? We'll get that Fantastic. moving. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um lovely thank you so much for uh, speaking to us it's really nice to meet you and oh, um no, you hold you. a place in the you know in the nation's heart exactly. for, for a reason you're a very dear soul and it's very rare <laughs> that's, that's very, very lovely man thank mm. thanks a lot and i will now be listening to the podcast religiously as well i promise you that's why we do this yeah. <laughs> get the numbers up <laughs>
head-to-head Taskmaster moments. Right, we had a head-to-head last week. Uh, we pitched the House Queens against your one, Jack. Karaoke between Catherine Parkinson, Mawan Rizwan and Johnny Vegas. And I thought it was great, actually, Lou. Yes, but you also like the House Queens. I did like the House Queens. I can tell you now that you lost in the House Queens won. Oh, your uh, clip lost in the House Queens won. But, you know, what? it's all entertainment. It is all entertainment. It's a shame we have to put a competition on it, really, but it's just a bit of casual fun. I love the House Queens. I loved, I loved the karaoke bit. I genuinely loved it, but mm. I love the House Queens as well. And like I've always said, this, you know, it's all Taskmaster. It's all good. It's all good, Lou. Oh, it's hard putting, to choose. Yeah, they're not putting any old faff in there. I'm fine losing, okay? It's okay to lose sometimes in very specific occasions. Well, you should be used to it. So this oh. week... <laughs> <laughs> I am Lou. <laughs> This week, we're going to put two more musical Taskmaster moments against each other. I'm representing Ed Gamble, serenading himself. What a lovely moment. Wonderful bit. And I am representing James Acaster singing his punk track over and over. Oh, lovely. What we're doing here is pitting two um, best friends against each other. We're pitting the off-menu boys against each other. Oh, spicy. (laughs) How's that for spicy? (laughs) Hey, do you want to listen to the clips? Yeah. So let's listen to Ed Gamble serenading himself. I've looked around this whole wide world, searching for someone to call my girl. But they weren't right, and I have to agree, there's no one I love more than me. My nut brown hair, my beautiful eyes I'd like to caress my old milky thighs Never again will I be left on the shelf I've fallen in love with myself The reason I'm picking Ed's is because Well, he looks so delighted to be serenading himself And his music's totally in his own style You know, you can see the joy that he likes all that kind of music, doesn't he? He does. Like, it, it always sits odd with me that he likes that kind of music. But he's he, such a lovely boy. This is sort of like a middle halfway house, though. It's not too heavy. And then True. his little looks to himself and everything, flirting with himself, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it it really feels like he's done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does actually. <laughs> and there's a message there of of, of self love, you know, and backing yourself. And yeah, of course, you know, we live alone, we die alone. Hang on, yeah. we don't always live alone. We're born alone, die We're alone. born alone, die alone. We, we don't always be born alone because the mum's often there. We don't often die alone because someone's there. But you know, you get the point. You know, back <laughs> yourself. <laughs> You've got to back yourself, and Ed yeah. is doing nothing but backing himself. He says he's got nice eyes, and you sort of think, yeah, you have actually, mate. Why not? Give yourself a compliment. Why not? He's got beautiful eyes. Do you want to argue for James like you're supposed to be, though? Let's listen to James Acaster's punk track, Over and Over. With Constant, and this song is called Over My Shoulder. (laughs) Over my shoulder. Older and older. That's what I told you. Over my shoulder. I'm getting colder. It's not a boulder. I love this because it's very it's very chaotic, which is my vibe. Very much a fan of when things go off the rails. Mm. Uh, it has a weird, like crispy, grimy VCR vibe over the top of it. It looks like a, a, a like a mid nineties video. Uh, James is quite like punk anarchic. He's got some great lyrics, you know, over and over. That's what I told you. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it sort of feels like it, it, the first bit of it. You really feel like it's a kind of a classic rock anthem about the drudgery of capitalist life about the rat race and then at one point he shouts is that a boulder and you know it's um it's hard to work out what that means but Mm, i think mm, mm. like psychologically we'll all be thinking about that for quite a while you know what is the rat race is that a boulder yeah okay well you know see what you think at home we'll put the clips out on twitter and uh we'll do a little poll and you can judge 
for your bloody selves. Okay. Yeah, we don't, again, once again, it's not about like what we think. It's about what you think. And it's about which one of the off-menu podcast people you want to thrive and which one you want to fall by the wayside. I mean, they're both doing okay. Really. They're doing fine, actually. I, I don't actually think that'll make that big a dent in their lives, but... No, they're both, you know, lovely boys on their path. So, but anyway, you look into your soul and tell us. What what I will say on the poll is, is that Ed is going to fight for this very, very hard, obviously. Mm. And so I just, I just ask you to consider, you know, like don't fall for any like online shenanigans that Ed might like get himself into, because Ed, Ed's very active in the sphere. Um, what I want you to do is just think about the moment itself, okay? Think about the heart that's there, mm. and. And really, therefore, pick the best one, which is James's. And what I'd say is, listen to your heart. <laughs> that is a song. What song not, is that? But not sung like that, so you wouldn't recognise it, really. Yeah, for copyright reasons, we can't... Uh, yeah, we can't <laughs> sing it to tune. We can't sing it accurately. Look, so it's just two lovely boys. You decide and um, see you on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, maybe consider getting Twitter for this. It's really important business, okay? Yeah, imagine getting get Twitter for this specific poll. You never have yeah. to go back on Twitter ever again, but just do it for this. Don't be a dick all your life. Not you, Jack, the people, okay? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. What a lovely time we've had with well, you, Luli. Yeah, and, and I hope the listeners have too. I really and, do. Oh God, I hope they have. God, if if they haven't had a lovely time, what the hell are we doing here? Well, yeah, Sorry, you've, got ask, you've got to ask some questions. But thank you so much to Peter, and thank you if you want to leave us any messages, you can leave it on the WhatsApp voice note on 07810 Say anything you like, really. On our yeah, any, we'll we'll listen to any old nonsense about Taskmaster. And if you want to be on the podcast, uh, then email us with the little reason why at fans at taskmaster.tv. And if you've enjoyed it, rate and subscribe. And if you haven't, we'll go and listen to something else, I suppose. <laughs> Isn't it? Case off. Yeah. Do, do what you like, really. Yeah, have you fun. Know, Live your life. Too short yeah. for, for any of this, really. And don't forget to eat a bit of fruit and veg and just you know really hydrate and just look after yourselves well look thanks for joining us everyone we hope you have a lovely day a lovely week a lovely month a lovely life (laughs) have a lovely life bye bye you should bring your camera to cheshire and take photos of some dog poo for us yeah i'm maybe after the fringe but (laughs) I think I'll get backed up at the moment, but that's not a nice phrase to use after that. <laughs> you might think it's me doing it. <laughs>